Hey everyone, welcome on into Utah Preps Zone. My name is Jay Catch, your host right here on the Zone Sports Network. As you'll notice, we've kind of gone digital this year, a podcast edition of the show this year. I'm going to give us some fun to some fun things to do this year. I actually can do preview shows during the week, getting you ready for each week of the prep season, and also do reaction shows. We'll be doing some reaction for you on Saturday mornings, reacting to the to the weekend of games, mainly on Friday nights, and we have some Thursday contests with the team. TV schedule, but a lot of fun. So thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Utah Preps Zone, part of the Zone Sports Network, and my name is Jay Catch. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. Don't quite have a show Twitter feed set up quite yet, but we'll get that in place. We also use the hashtag Utah Preps Zone. Um, also hashtag Utah Preps or, U- or hashtag UTHSFB, which stands for Utah High School Football. There's lots of ways to kind of track how things are going on here on the podcast. But thank you so much for downloading the debut episode of the 2018 season. Should be a lot of fun. High school football is back in our lives. It is great that we've been through a long, hot summer here along the Wasatch Front. A lot of teams getting ready to play. I believe 104 teams will be facing off uh, between today and tomorrow in endowment games. That is of 107 teams this year, as George Felt, the longtime Utah high school historian, notes that with the addition of the Farmington Phoenix this year, there's now 100 107 football teams playing across six classifications in the state. It is the they are the 136th team overall to ever play high school football in the state. So lots of fun. So welcome to Farmington. Daniel Coates, former BYU star, is the head coach up there for the Phoenix. We'll talk a little bit more about them here in a moment. But a lot of fun to have football back. Like I said, uh, long long season ahead of us. Ten weeks of regular season action, followed by the playoffs. All leading. up up to the state championship games at Weber State, Southern Utah, or at Rice Eccles Stadium, depending on which classification and the team you root for ends up. That is going to be a lot of fun to track how it all goes. I'm really excited. We'll have guests on these shows coming up. Today is going to be uh, no guests on the debut episode if I would go solo today, but we'll have guests like Tony Parks who joined us. If you listen to the radio version that we've had the last three years, Tony Parks was a regular guest. Also some good friends like Dusty Litster will be along. Sean Walker along for the ride. Maybe even Ajay Salveson, our longtime producer, who is now working up in the Cache Valley, is very tuned in to what's going on with Region, I believe Region 12? Is it Region 9? I think it's Region 9 up there. But we'll have him on. No, actually, Region 12. You are, I am correct originally. We'll have him on to talk about the Cache Valley teams because he is, he is locked in with those teams. Um, all right, so let's start things off. Uh, let's get back to Farmington High School real quick. Daniel Coates leads up a new team out of Farmington High School. Um, they've got it. It's, it's always that challenge of a new of a new year with a new team. Can you get guys really ingrained? Get them ready to go, and can you get them? get them competing on the same page because you're usually taking kids out of a out of a system that they've grown accustomed to and pairing them with kids in other programs and that's no different here for uh, for Farmington. You're pulling kids from Davis High School and Syracuse High School and to get those teams to play together you have yeah, you've got to balance. There's a little bit of balance to to strike there. I think Daniel Coates is a good guy. He Played at Northridge, of course, won a state championship there. So he's got a championship pedigree. He's made it to the highest level playing in the NFL after his time at BYU. 
So I'm guessing that he kind of understands already what he's going to be facing as the head coach of a new team. Um, but there's also there's always the first game you line up, you see what happens, and you, you learn some things. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. They'll be pulling kids, like I said, over from Davis. Um, it's the newest school, of course, in Davis County. And they'll be trying to get guys on the same um, – and they also pulled from Viewmont. So Davis and Viewmont are the two high schools they pulled from. And they're trying to – and both those programs, a lot of history and tradition. I'm sure they have different styles of play, so getting kids to compete on the same page is something you got to pay attention to, but I think Daniel Coates is up for the task. Um, they got some good players on that team. I'm excited to see um, what the Cano brothers do. Um, Ryo and Takeo, I hope I pronounced it, it might be Rio, Rio and Takeo Cano. They're going to be the bookend offensive tackles. They are both um, college prospects in my mind. They're big offensive linemen. Their father, Charles, played in, played in the collegiate ranks, so so they've got some pedigree there. Of course, Wyatt Evertson, the quarterback, is somebody that Daniel Coates, according to the story in the Deseret News, is very high on. And um, Hayden Toon, who was Davis's second-leading rusher last year as a dart, he now moves over to join the Phoenix. Had 257 yards on 64 carries. Expect him to carry a bigger load, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with Farmington. So welcome them to the to the ranks of the high school football across the state. And I wanted to give them a little bit of a shout-out because they are the new school. Three new schools actually joining next year. Um, Crimson Cliffs High School down there in the St. George area, Washington to be specific. The Cedar Valley High School Aviators in Eagle Mountain, which is close to where I live in Saratoga Springs, and then a yet-to-be-named school in Harriman, which will be the second high school in the city of Harriman, which is just incredible if you really think about what Harriman was not even 20 years ago. So there you go. Three new high schools. We'll have three new high schools next year bringing it to a nice round 110 schools playing football. Should be a lot of fun to track all that and see what happens. All right, so yeah, there you go. That's kind of the opening. A big shout-out to Farmington. Of course, we have a game tonight, which is an absolutely massive game. Take a minute to talk about it here before we take a break. Uh, It might be the game of the year in the state of Utah in terms of facing, in terms of having two Utah teams score off against one another. You have the defending 6A champion Bingham Miners, traveling down to Orem to take on the Orem High School Tigers, who are the defending 4A state champions. There is a lot of talent on both of these rosters. Um, Some question marks, of course, as well, with it being the first game of the year. Uh, most notably, Bingham has almost an ent- well, actually, no, it's not an almost. It is an entirely new offense in terms of um, starters outside of their running back, Braden Whistler, who I think is criminally underrated and is not getting as many looks at the D1 or FCS levels he should be. Um, Whistler is a lone returning starter on their offense, but the Miners, of course, John Lamborn's identity has always been built on stingy defense and that should be no different this year. Bingham is absolutely loaded along their defensive front and secondary and even along their linebacking core. Lolani Longi, um, Samote Pepe, some of the names that really come to mind and this will be interesting to see if Bingham can get an o- generate enough offense while their defense hopefully can hold down Orem to win this game. And Orem, of course, chock full of talent in their own right. They've got a bunch of D1 prospects on their team. Um, it'll be interesting to see if um, stud quarterback Cooper Lega and then their wide receiver um, USC commit Puka Nakua who is the younger brother of current Utah wide receiver Samson Nakua and former BYU um, safety Kai Nakua, who is now with the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL. He is the fourth brother in the family, and he's going to go to USC. He's verbally pledged to go down to Southern California to play his, his college football there. 
Laga and Nakua are dynamite in terms of a connection between a quarterback and wide receiver. It'll be interesting to see if Bingham can slow down Nakua and get some pressure on Laga. That'll give him a chance to um, keep Orem off the scoreboard as much as possible. And that doesn't mean that Orem doesn't have other talent. They've got plenty of talent up front. Um, you've got guys like Hunter Hill, who's a D1 prospect, getting offers. I saw note most notably from Vanderbilt le- le- this past week. Um, they've got some other guys on that offensive line. They're D1 quality and it'll be interesting to see what Orem does in this game. And I know that Orem is very confident in their ability to take on Bingham and hopefully upset them, but you never know. It's the first game and discipline, like not saying discipline in a bad way, like just being disciplined in your reads, your assignments, all the type of stuff. Are you going to be locked into where you might be, let's say week three or four of the season when you've already had those games under your belt? Who knows? But it's an absolutely phenomenal game. Like I said, might be the game of the year tonight. It'll be on TV, 7pm, KJAZZ. Um, we'll have the action for you. You can tune in and watch two of the best teams in the state of Utah square off. It'll be fun. Orem High School, this is literally the biggest game in Orem High School history and being a native of the city of Orem of course I went to Mountain View High School bitter rival but I believe that Orem has never had a bigger game than this in terms of just the hype and all the different things surrounding this this matchup so should be fun tonight I'll be tuned in uh, to that game, like I said, 7 p.m. on KJazz, Bingham and Orem squaring off. All right, let's take a timeout. We will come back, talk about some of the other games to check out later this week, most of them on Friday. We'll talk to talk about those games where you can go catch them if you want to catch these games. And also, got to talk a little bit about a feature that um, Amy Donaldson did on Dane Lee Tuala, the star quarterback for the Taylorsville Warriors. Um, she did a phenomenal job with this. I want to highlight it. And we'll also make some picks later on in terms of who I think is going to be the, the the best teams in each classification as the season unfolds. Preseason predictions. You get them. It should be fun. See how wrong I am at the end of the year. So thanks so much once again for tuning in, tuning in to the Utah Preps Zone. My name is Jay Catch. We'll be back here in a moment on the Utah Prep Zone right here on the Zone Sports Network. And we're back on the Utah Preps Zone. My name is Jake Hatch. Check me out on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. Got questions, concerns, whatever you got. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast here, talking high school sports, most notably football. We'll have some basketball coverage in the um, later on when basketball gets fired up. But it is football season. It is starting this weekend tonight with the big game between Bingham and Orem, 7 p.m. KJS Television. If you're not going to travel down to Orem to catch this game, should be a massive crowd there at Orem, but it should be a lot of fun. So if you can get out to it, I would go watch it. It should be a phenomenal game. All right, I want to talk about some of the other games that are going to be going on this week. Um, let's start off in the 6A ranks. Um, Harriman High School, of course, the surprise run to the semifinals last year after they got healthy. They'll be taking on fellow 6A contender Lone Peak at Lone Peak tomorrow night. Um, if you look at the Des News schedule, I believe, I hopefully it's been updated but if you looked at it, it, it said 9 p.m. for a long time, and it caused a lot of people a lot of consternation. Are they playing a 9 o'clock game? No, they're playing a 7 o'clock at Lone Peak, so don't worry. You can go out and watch that game. But this is going to be a big game between these two sides. 
kind of a, a feeling out game really in the first game of the year to see where they stand where they can improve but it is a good litmus test for both of these teams like I said that game at Lone Peak tomorrow night should be a lot of fun if you want to go out and watch that game, it's one I'm hoping to, to, to stop by myself. I'm With this podcast venture, I'm actually going to be freed up. I'm going to be out at games. So if you see me, feel free to say hello. It should be a lot of fun. Another big game is Jordan at East. Uh, the Beat Diggers um, going to the home of the Leopards. Um, the Leopards, I'm interested to see what happens. See if this triple option offense that Brandon Maddich is his bread and butter, if it holds up and they're able to um, just kind of reload. They're replacing every one of their offensive linemen majority of their offense all graduated they've got lots of defensive um, talent returning most notably Siake uh, Siake Ika or Apu Ika however you want to call him Siake's nickname is Apu Um, but it should be a lot of fun to see what happens with East if they're just reloading or if they're gonna have to rebuild a little bit and of course Jordan always a team that has got a proud tradition they want to prove that they they've got something to to show the rest of the state i'm guessing that east wins this game that's just my opinion i think east and i think it'll be closer than most people think because like i said i'm wondering about the, just the sharpness of east's um attack we will see i didn't make a pick in the last game last two games we've talked about so i'll make those picks right now i'm actually going to take lone peak to beat harriman tomorrow night probably a little bit of an upset there but I'm looking for a guy like Blake Freeland, uh, who's a BYU commit for Harriman, the Mustangs, to have a big game. But I'm just going to take, and of course he's going against his fellow BYU commit, Michael Daly, who's a linebacker for, for the Knights. But I'm going to take Lone Peak on their home field. And then in that big game uh, tonight, the Orem and Bingham game, I'm taking the minors, but I'm not. I would say the point spread for me is like seven points, maybe. I'm going to take the minors in a tight one. I think Orm's going to do everything they can to win this game, and of, of course they should do that. But I am going to pick the minors to win it, and it'll be a close one. I just think that Bingham's defense will be able to hold down the Tigers enough to win that game. So there you go. Those are my picks so far. So Bingham over Orm. Lone Peak over Harriman and then East over Jordan. I believe that all three of these games are going to be close. It should be a fun contest to get out to and I would encourage you if you get a chance go out and check out these games. Get out there and support the kids. A couple other games to note here. Um, might be the most underrated matchup of week one in my mind is Pleasant Grove at Corner Canyon. Pleasant Grove has a starting quarterback back in Jake Jensen. They've got a lot of talent returning and I think PG is actually a sleeper pick in region four which might be the toughest region in the state. And then Corner Canyon, of course everybody knows that Zach Wilson is down at BYU competing for the starting quarterback job in Provo but I believe that Corner Canyon is going to be back in that title hunt in the 5A ranks and it's because pretty much everyone not named Zach Wilson is back there for Eric Kerr and that prolific offense. This game could feature a lot of fireworks. I believe that both defenses are are improved, but these are two teams that can score and score a lot. So I think Mark Wooten down there at Pleasant Grove and then we'll be matching wits with Eric Kerr and I think you could see some points in this game. That game is at Corner Canyon. I'm going to take Pleasant Grove in a narrow um, upset I would suppose with it being on Corner Canyon's field, but I'm going to take the Vikings in this game. I think that, um, like I said, Pleasant Grove is criminally underrated right now. I think that they've been getting overlooked in the preseason process. Uh, first big game that features an out-of-state opponent and an in-state uh, team is Tim View at St. John Bosco. Um, Andy Stokes, of course, taking over for Kerry Whittingham at Tim View. Got um, some talent on the along the offensive line, returning some stuff, some guys on the defense as well. But not a lot in terms of skill, talent. 
massive, massive challenge to go down and face one of the best teams in Southern California in St. John Bosco in your very first game as a as the team's head coach. So I'm thinking that St. John Bosco wins this game, but I think it'll be a good learning experience and kind of a, a test for Timview to show where they're at. But Andy Stokes, I think, goes 0-1 in his first game as Thunderbirds head coach. Um, some other games real quickly here. Don't want to spend a lot of time on them. We don't want to take up too much of your time here on the podcast. But a game that I think in the lower um, classification that I think is, is one that people should be paying, paying attention to is Bear River at Juan Diego. Of course, uh, the Soaring Eagle are the three-time defending champions in the 3A ranks. They're facing uh, facing off against the Bears on their home field. Uh, sorry, Juan Diego's at home against Bear River. And I think Bear River's um, coming into this game probably feeling a little overlooked. I w- I'm still going to take Juan Diego in a tight game, but don't be surprised if Bear River springs an upset here. And that'll be, that'll be f- I'm sure, plenty of fans up north, Tremont and area who might be tuning into this podcast will be happy to hear that. But I, I, I think that Juan Diego squeaks out one right at the end. Another game, Alta at Lehigh. Of course, the coaching connections between these two staffs, Alem Mateo, Riley Jensen on Alta, and of course, I'm down there at Lehigh. They've got connections just between both staffs. And I think this one could really um, be a barn burner. They don't have the same talent that both teams had a year ago. Of course, Lehigh making that run with Cam and Cooper to the state championship and winning that title. I think this game can still feature plenty of fireworks. I'm going to take Alta on the road. I think they've got a little more talent returning. Riley Jensen will have his offense humming as normal, but never count out Lehigh. They do a good job down there. Ed Larson, the head coach there, of course, is is he's legitimately everybody's mentor in this state, it almost seems like. But I know Riley Jensen credits him with a lot of his success as a coach, but I think Alta wins this game on the road. A couple other games to talk about here. Roy at Syracuse. I think that Roy is going to be a good team this year. They've got a lot of talent returning quarterback who is a who's going to be really really good and Syracuse of course finishing second in region one last year they've got something to prove as well I'm just thinking that Rory goes on the road and wins for their coach Fred Fernandez of course our thoughts and prayers go out to him he underwent uh, I think it was six bypass surgery heart surgery um, it was an emergency he was at practice fell ill um, and hats off to the training staff the EMTs the the medical teams that helped diagnose him and get him taken care of. Um, He's hoping to return to the sidelines soon. And like I said, our best wishes, thoughts, and prayers go out to him. Um, But his team, I think the Royals are plenty talented. I think they go on the road and um, pick up a a road upset of Syracuse. Of course, the Titans have got plenty of talent in their own right. They return quite a few guys, and they're looking to reestablish themselves. They were a player when they first opened up as a high school. They took a year to kind of adjust like most high schools do, but they've been pretty good for a few years, and they kind of fell back in the last two. But I think they're trying to reestablish themselves. I just think that Royals... Roy having the motivation of playing for their coach who fell ill and just the talent overall. I think the Royals go on the road and sneak an upset there. And then finally, one last game here I wanted to mention is Highland at Desert Hills. Of course, the Highland Rams, it's just a well-oiled machine up there. They always seem to plug and play guys. That triple option offense is just something you have to deal with. Um, The bigger question for me is how, how Desert Hills, of course, Carl Frankie, 
was let go at the end of last season. I wonder how he will hold up. Well, I don't know how he will hold up. He'll, he'll, he's doing fine. I believe he's an assistant at Pineview, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong about that, feel free to tweet at me, Southern Utah football fans. Let me know where he's coaching. I know he's coaching down there somewhere as an assistant. But having a new coach in charge of the Thunder after the run that Frankie had, a lot of talent there. I'm just wondering how the Thunder will, will respond in the first game under a new head coach. I think Highland goes on the road and wins this game, but Desert Hills has still got plenty of talent. They did lose Noah Sewell, who is now playing at Orem. He moved north, um, of course, to add to the Orem Tigers, just incredible wealth of talent. But I think Highland wins on the road at Desert Hills. So there you go. Um, That's my picks for this week. We will take a break here. We'll come back. Final segment of the podcast. We'll talk about the feature I I mentioned earlier. Amy Donaldson, wonderful feature on Dane Lee Tuala, the star quarterback um, who plays for Taylorsville High School, and also make some picks in each classification of who I think the favorite is in each classification to win the state title this year. That's all coming up right here on Utah Prep Zone, part of the Zone Sports Network. Welcome on back to the Utah Preps Zone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast this week. I really do appreciate you guys downloading us and listening. Um, this show is going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, we're going to have preview um, episodes, also recap episodes each week. We'll even do some basketball coverage as well. A lot to get to. Um, before we get to the feature on from Amy Donaldson, Dane Lee Tuala, I wanted to note a couple of things from our good friend of the podcast and the show, George Felt. Of course, he writes the Felt's Facts, which go in the local papers each week. You guys should, if you ever have a chance to talk to this gentleman, he is a, he is a saint, he is a good man, and he puts in a lot of work to track all the all these numbers and all these facts, but it is just incredible. A um, couple of things I wanted to note. Um, he notes, of course, that he always has the win streaks, the longest win streaks in state. The defending 2A champion South Summit Wildcats, they're on a state-high 12-game winning streak currently. Lehigh and Orem, who both won state titles last year, have won 10 in a row. Milford's won seven in a row and Juan Diego four. So those are the longest um, longest win streak. So South Summit I think has a good chance but they face San Juan tomorrow night. That should be 13 games. Orem is in jeopardy of losing their streak as is Lehigh. And then Milford of course um, they won the 1A title last year. I think that they should win. So we have a couple of streaks still intact. The lower classifications I'm thinking that Lehigh and Orem's is definitely in jeopardy there. A couple other things here. Um, Weber has scored in 30 straight games, non-shutout streak, and it'll tie its school record for scoring games by scoring against American Fork on Friday. The Warriors, of course, won Region 1 last year. I'm thinking they'll do that. And then a couple other notes for you here. Some landmark seasons. West High School, um, they're celebrating its 125th season of football. It is the most in the state, so hats off to the Panthers. Carbon and Logan are playing in their um, century of, so 100 seasons of football. Orem, who takes on Bingham tonight, celebrating their 90th year of football. And then Cedar Hurricane and Parowan 70th year. So there you go. A couple of fun things there for you. And then one last note here is Maple um, Milestone Games. So Maple Mountain and Stansbury both recently opened schools. Both played for the 100th time in their history. South Summit coach Mike Grajek will be aiming for his 50th career win. Um, he's been at Milford and Morgan and also at South Summit. He's won titles. Um, I, I think all of his titles actually have come at South Summit if I'm not mistaken, but he's done plenty of good things at these other schools. But going for his 50th career win, I think he gets it tomorrow night. 
All right, without further ado, fantastic article that Amy Donaldson, shout out to Amy from the Deseret News, uh, did on Dane Tuala. He is a quarterback at Taylorsville High School. Um, Taylorsville doesn't get a lot of get, get a lot of looks because they aren't necessarily the flashiest team or the the biggest team, etc. He has just toiled in in relative anonymity, and I thought that Amy did a good job of kind of letting people know who this kid is. He's entering his senior year. Um, he was actually inspired by Jordan quarterback, former Jordan star Austin Kofensis, who is now playing at BYU. Of course, put up, I believe it was 19,000 plus yards in his legend, le- legendary career for the Jordan Beat Diggers. Um, Leituwala was inspired by him. He wanted to play quarterback, he said most notably so that, uh, well he played up as a youngster, he played in. Um, so as a youngster, he played in age groups older than him, so he didn't have to play along the offensive line. Being one of those X Men, if you know what I'm talking about, having the X on the helmet, he played up. But he took over at quarterback, and he said he's really enjoyed it. Um, and he said he's just he's kind of run with it. He has racked up 11,368 yards of total offense. Is number four in the state all-time prep quarterback list. Um, that includes 6,833 passes. 6,883 passing yards, 63 touchdowns, and also 4,485 yards and 44 touchdowns on the ground. And oh yeah, he also plays linebacker. So there you go. He's just a phenomenal player. He wears number one for the Taylorsville Warriors. They have some great uniforms, some great designs. He wears um, some Polynesian. Um, last year, I, I believe he wore some Polynesian-inspired um, like leggings and whatnot. I'm sure he'll do that again this year. I just wanted to give him a shout-out because I think that this kid, and he doesn't have any D1 offers currently. I don't get it. I, I think he's a D1 athlete. People are probably overlooking him. He's listed at five foot eleven and a half. 225 pounds. Okay, I get it. Uh, short quarterbacks that are dual threats are almost discounted in a way. But if he, even if you're not going to play him a quarterback at the next level, I think he could be a running back, a safety, even a linebacker with his size. I think he could really do something, and I hope he gets his look at the next level. I think any of the local schools would do well to pick up a guy like Leituala. He's just got a great attitude on life. Go check out that. Um, it, that that feature in the Deseret News, you can go to the Deseret News homepage, and it should be there. I think Amy Donaldson did a phenomenal job there. All right, so there you go. Uh, we'll be doing um, a couple other things on the podcast, we'll featuring players like this, getting interviews with players and whatnot. The reaction um, shows that we do on the weekend when I'm out at games, we'll be talking to coaches and players. We'll be putting that on the podcast. Should be a lot of fun there to track all that. All right, finally, before we get out of here, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the teams that I think you're going to win in terms of the overall state championship this year. Um, so bear with me for a moment here. Um, it, we'll start off in 6A. I honestly think it's Bingham. They're playing in Region 4, which is essentially the SEC West of high school football in the state. It is the toughest region in the state. You have four teams who legitimately feel like they could contend in American Fork, Bingham, Lone Peak, and Pleasant Grove. But I think Bingham is the class of the division. Uh, the, the, well, yeah, the division, their, their region. I think they're also the class of 6A. Um, East will always try and give them a run for their money. Harriman has aspirations of being a contender. So 
But I just think Bingham, they're going to go and repeat. They'll win the 5A, the 6A title. I'm so used to them being in 5A. The 6A classification still trips me up every once in a while. But I think Bingham is going to win the 6A state title. Down in a 5A, it's a little more open, I think, this year. Of course, I mentioned the Lehigh. They won the title last year behind Cameron Cooper and Dallin Holker. Of course, Cooper now up at Washington State competing for the starting quarterback job up there in Pullman. And of Holker down there at B- BYU also playing well, looking like he might get some time as a freshman for the Cougars. Without um, without those guys, I think Lehigh takes a step back, and that opens things up. But I think their their new rival is thinking they can step right in and take over, and that would be the that would be Sky Ridge. I think that Sky Ridge has got aspirations to really prove that they are one of the best teams in this state. They play in Region Eight. Um, I just I, I look at it and I. They got a lot of talent. Logan Sagapolu, who's might be the best one of the best offensive linemen in the entire uh, Western United States. He's the best in the state, in my opinion, right now. Just an absolute mauler of an offensive lineman. They got a lot of talent there. So Skyridge is going to be thinking they have aspirations of breaking through. Springville has been to the semifinals the last two years in a row. Uh, I know Willie Child, they play an old school style pro set, but they play tough defense and they score points. I'm sure Springville will be in the mix. I think that Jordan and Timview have aspirations to do things this year and of course Highland's always going to make a run at it and see what happens there and then up north I think Roy um, a team like Box Elder if they can get their talent to come through for them they could also be players as well my pick in in the 5A ranks I'm going to go with uh, not okay it's not a flyer I'm going to pick Sky Ridge here we'll see how they respond see if as kind of being the the marked team this year because people are going to be paying closer attention to them brand new school only I think their third season this year but I think Sky Ridge should be the favorite was my favorite in the 5a ranks in 4a i have a hard time not picking orem i think orem just got a lot of talent they almost won a a state title ahead of schedule i think if if you really were to ask those coaches i guess before last season hey when do you guys think you'll contend for a state title i think they would have said 2018 they win the title in 2017 so they're a year ahead of schedule i guess in some ways i think orem's going to repeat here um, of course, there'll be teams in Region Nine that'll always try and that will always be in the mix. I think a team like Dixie, Blaine Moncres, going back there to coach the Dixie Flyers. They lost quite a bit of talent, so I'm not sure Dixie's going to be quite as, um, st- I guess, as good as they have been in the past. But you never know. There's teams that step up and do great things. I would have said the Desert Hills is a team to keep an eye on, but with a new coach, you never know what's going to happen with that. Um, up north, in terms of teams in the northern part of the state, I'm. I, I honestly don't know. I, I look at Region 12, and I, I think a team like Bear River's got a lot of talent. I think that Skyview and Mountain Crest, proud teams with proud tradition, they could be teams that be in the mix. But I think it's Orem's classification to lose, and I don't think anybody's going to touch them. Dropping down to 3A. Um, this is another this is two, two different classifications. Sorry, not two classifications, two divisions. They have a 3A North and a 3A South, and it's hard to go against Juan Diego as the favorite to repeat for the fourth straight year. Um, just a lot of talent lost by teams that were in the mix last year. Morgan was a team that was really, really good last year. I thought they had a good season. I think that if you were to look at it, the way it sets up, 
I just think that Juan Diego is going to make a run here. Summit Academy is a team that really um, wanted to make some noise, but they graduated a lot of talent. So I think Juan Diego wins in 3A. 2A, I believe until proven otherwise, that is going to come down to Beaver and South Summit. Of course, the two rivals, they've split the last four or five titles in a row in the 2A ranks. I don't necessarily see anybody in my mind stepping up and really being a contender with those two. I think it's South Summit ultimately will win it. I'm going to pick the Wildcats until proven otherwise, and I'm picking the state title game to be Beaver against South Summit. Prove me wrong 2A. See if you have somebody step up. And then finally in 1A, I think when you have a stellar quarterback at this at, at this small of a level in the 1A ranks, you have a chance to win it every year, and that's exactly what Milford has. So I think Milford's going to repeat as a state title um, team, and I just think that they're – they're locked and loaded. Duchesne's probably their biggest um, rival in that in that classification. Leighton Christian's got plenty of talent as well in 1A North. So I think those two teams could also be in the mix. But I'm picking Milford to win it all once again. So there you go. I'm picking five out of six as repeat title winners this year. I, that makes me uneasy to make those to make those picks and think, oh, are you sure you should be picking that? But I'm going with it. I think 5A is the one that I think is most up for grabs, and I'm going with the runner-up last year. So there you go. I'm going with Sky Ridge in 5A and then repeats in the other five classifications. So there you have it. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's been a blast. Opening um, weekend of high school football along the state. Ten regular season weeks to go before we start the playoffs and make those runs towards the state titles. Dreams are about to be fulfilled. I think a lot of young men across the state are going to strap on helmets and pads and are going to be chasing that elusive state title and they've got all that hope in the world that they can do it and I'll be rooting for them. It should be a lot of fun to track it, to talk to them and get their reaction as, as things unfold. Thanks so much for tuning in. Watch the game tonight. It should be a lot of fun. Bingham and Orm, 7 o'clock on, um, on KJAZ and they also have a game tomorrow night. I don't I, I'm I, I'm spacing on which game it is. Let me look that up if I can do it before I close up the podcast. But I think that it should be a fun weekend of football. Get out and enjoy the game. Support your local team. Should be a lot of fun. We'll be along on Saturday with a reaction to week one and back next week with a preview of week two. Download the podcast. Share it with your friends. Uh, give us a rating and a review if you don't mind, especially on Apple. Helps get the word out that way as well. And hit me up on Twitter. Jacob C. Hatch is my Twitter handle. Let me know what you think. Suggest questions, whatever you got for me, please pass them along. Thank you so much for downloading the Utah Prep Zone, part of the Zone Sports Network. Have a good one.